This is a Podcast Now production. I have to say this was one of my favorite episodes to record. Yeah. Wow, this was this was really amazing. It was very eye-opening to me. Right? And I mean, I've known Zainab for so long and she's always been the picture-perfect woman, someone that I aspire to be yeah. like. But to see all the struggles that she went through and how she had to pivot her company and pivot her direction so many times and still be successful in all of it is yeah. so inspiring. I mean, to me, it, this was a very important episode because as, as a business owner myself, you know, the pandemic has not been the easiest. Um, And to see someone like her deal with it and and her struggles and how she came out of it, a winner, it's it's really inspiring. It was amazing. And she has a beautiful personality. She's very bubbly. It's really infectious. And I think the part part about like how she had to convince her family because you know being middle eastern i'm sure you can i just say her husband sounds awesome i know oh my god i love him (laughs) don't tell her that though yeah and it was such an exciting episode so i can't wait for you to hear it this is candid with hanina zahra and our guest today is zainab asaleh from carousel casa and carousel I'm so excited. We are so excited. Yeah, I don't know why she keeps talking about herself. <laughs> so we are so excited to have Zainab Asaleh here, who is the founder of Carousel Weddings, Events, and Carousel Casa, interior design uh, company. Which I want to know more about. But oh my God, you're going to love up. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not biased because you happen to be one of my very, very close friends, but it's an honor to have you here and I cannot wait for us to get into the nitty gritty of your life because it's so exciting. I'm telling you, Hanin, you're going to love it. Okay, cool. So let's start. Tell us your life story in 30 seconds. Okay, can I just say, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm oh, so excited yay. to be um, on your podcast. Um, my life in 30 seconds. So I'm a mother, uh, of course, a wife and a uh, entrepreneur, wedding planner, and uh, creative director of both my companies, Carousel Weddings and Carousel Castle. Yay! Wow, that's super inspiring. Yeah, many hats. Many yes. Hats. I like to call you the Martha Stewart of the Middle East without the jail time. <laughs> <laughs> or Snoop Dogg. <laughs> or Snoop Dogg, yes. Yeah. Uh, but I want to know what got you started into wedding planning because it's a very niche. Uh, and it's thing. a very tough business. Mm, so. Especially here. I don't know Everything. anyone else who wants to deal with brides all the time, but and you do. And critical so. Middle Eastern bli- brides. Let me tell you, <laughs> like I was Zahra. one of them. <laughs> so tell me. So I can't really say that it was, you know, something that I dreamt of all my life and that I knew this is what I wanted to do um, when I, you know, grew up. Um, I am, of course, um, the you know, like the eldest in my family and the only girl. Um, and uh, being, um, you, know, born, uh, you know, born in the Middle East, raised here in the UAE, um, we have to please our parents. Um, mm-hmm. So it was my father that decided that you're going to go to business school and you will uh, major in finance and you will work in the banking sector. Um, and of course, I'm a people pleaser. And I think this is a quality that you know, works well for my, for what I do and my um, job. However, at the time I was like, okay, I'm going to do whatever my father wants me to do without really thinking if this was really something that I wanted to do. And to be honest, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was like, you know, hey, just as well. 
So I went to business school, I graduated, I came back. Um, my first job was working for the National Bank of Dubai, which is Emirates NBD now. Um, oh no, and- Zainab, you're showing your age. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am. I'm 46, by the yeah. way, for anyone wondering. Um, and then um, I think, you know, it was while I was working, um, Uh, you know, that was like my first job, basically, I started to realize this was not really what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Um, It wasn't gratifying. I wasn't happy uh, doing what I did um, because I'm more of a people's person. I I really like, you know, being around people and working with people. Um, So I, I was pretty miserable, but I am very um, disciplined and uh, failing at something is not an option for me. So I was just going to stick it through because Mm. saying this is not what I want to do and I want to quit the job, you know, I'm like, I'm not a quitter. I'm not going to do that. And I didn't want to disappoint. Was this self-discipline or your parents' disappointment? Which one more detrimental to? It's more disappointing. Mm. Um, And I think, you know, it's, that's always been kind of my driving force in life. It's, you can't disappoint people, whether it's, you know, your parents or uh, extended family members or even friends. You know, I, I just had always had this fear of disappointing somebody to the point where I would do things that hurt me or mm. make me unhappy. But it was just always to please people. just to please people, mm. basically. Um, and then I met my husband. Um, a, a few months after that. You guys, big smile. Big <laughs> smile. You can't see it, yeah. but she's smiling. She yes. loves her husband. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad I do. I mean, 23 oh. years later. Oh, um, I, can yeah. I just say they're the cutest couple. Thank when you. I grow up. <laughs> okay, I think I there's a lot of emphasis on the yeah. fact that I'm older. No, no, you just, again, another guest that looks incredible for her age, can we just say. Thank you. So, she yeah. looks incredible, full stop. There is no for her Yes, age. sorry. Zahra is not the most subtle. Yes. <laughs> so, so basically, you know, like I met my husband. Um, we were married a year after that. And, I, you know, I, I continued, um, you know, uh, working, of course, you know, now that I was married and, you know, I wanted to support my husband, I had to keep my job and, you know, I did want to continue to to be, you know, like uh, productive and, you know, I didn't want to be like a housewife, um, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I just kind of continued. And at this point you had left the bank. No, no, oh, I had I, 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 I didn't okay. I didn't leave. So she was still there and still unhappy. Still okay. unhappy. Mm. Yes. But of course I was, you know, a newlywed and that was kind of the mm-hmm. exciting thing in my life. Um and I kind of continued like that for um a few years. Um I moved to another bank. Um I started to you know, move up in the ladder. I got to, uh, you know, like a position that, uh, you know, I I was getting promoted very quickly. um, And I ended up in the credit department and I became a credit officer. Oh, our favorite department. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Our life force. Yes. So um, They don't like me in that department. No. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It was actually... You know, like if I thought I was miserable at the beginning, this actually even made me more miserable because, you know, I was like restructuring loans and, uh, you know, looking at, you know, mortgaging people's homes. And and it was like, oh, my God, you know, I'm I'm contributing to to people's misery. It was it was, you know, and I'm happy and positive by nature. And this was extremely emotionally draining for me. Then I fell pregnant. Ooh. And uh, it was actually when I had my baby. Um, that I started to question whether this was something that I wanted to keep doing, especially because you only get six weeks off. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, see? That's it. That's, that's it. nothing. And that's nothing. And I had a rough uh, delivery that ended up being an emergency C-section. And to be honest, like, you know, my recovery was quite slow. So by the end of my six weeks... You were barely... I was mentally, physically just, you know, like hit by bus. It yeah. was impossible for me to go back to work. And looking at my baby that was barely, you know, six weeks old, I was like... I. I didn't want to leave my baby and go back to work and, you know, see him for a few hours a day or, um, you know, miss out on, on the opportunity, you know, to be part of, you know, every little detail mm. of, of, uh, of his, you know, infanthood and then his childhood. So I spent a week before I had to go back to, uh, to, back to work basically depressed and crying oh, no. because I didn't know what to do. You know, I, yeah. do I go back? Do I... And then it was my husband that said, just quit, send in your resignation. Aww. It's not worth it. Yeah. So you need to be happy. Um, you so know. it took you having a baby to realize exactly. that your priorities yeah. are different. Yeah, but you know, the way it was, again, I did it for my baby in a yes, way, not for my for because yourself. it was, I didn't want to leave my baby and yeah. go back to work. Again, fear of disappointing exactly. Um, and, you know, I'm kind of very hands-on as well. So at the time, I didn't, even though my mother lives here and my whole family is here, the, the thought of not being the one responsible for, for my... And that comes from you being the eldest child. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I was a stay-at-home mom for almost two years. Mm. And uh, by the end of the two years, I started to wonder what it is that I wanted to do with my life. I started to think, okay, I, do I need to go back to work or what do I need to do? And... It took a while. I worked with my husband for a while, kind of being his admin, you know, <laughs> and eventually it got to the point where I was like, okay, um, I had my second baby um, in the meantime. And then basically I sat down and just said to my husband, you know what? I really need to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. You know, do, do I want to go back to uh, the banking sector? Um, do I want to start something? I just you know, didn't want to know what to do with my life. And I felt like I didn't have a purpose anymore. You know, I was a mother and mm. I was a housewife. Not that there's anything wrong with being a mother. I mean, those are tremendous roles in yeah, life. Yeah, but for me, I kind of wanted a little bit more. I wanted yeah. to feel like I'm going to be doing something that's for me. That's mm. my time. And at the same time, I knew that I really didn't want to go back to a nine to five job because I knew I wanted to still be involved in my children's life and I wanted to be able to do things on my own terms and be with them when I need to be with them and work on my own time. And it was actually my husband's idea See, it, for it me really to get helps. into this industry. It helps to have a supportive husband and that's wonderful. And what's interesting is that when he brought it up and he said, you know what, you're really good at hosting and decorating and um you know, I had I had up until that point, like I'd helped my brother-in-law plan his wedding. I'd helped friends plan their weddings. And the funny thing is, I didn't see that in me. Mm. I, I didn't see it. How funny. It didn't even cross my mind that this was something that I may want to do mm. um, for a living or something I want to so pursue. So during your wedding, you weren't thinking, no. oh, this should not be here. This should not be there. My wedding? Yeah. I was 21. I could care less about what was going <laughs> so on. I was like, like yeah, you know, I was in love. I was like, I just want to be married. You guys do whatever you want. It was not a carousel wedding, let me tell you. Yeah. So, and of course, back then, you know, weddings were a family affair. And I had my entire family here, my grandmother, my aunt, my uncle. So it was an extended family affair. And honestly, 
I didn't pick anything. Yeah, I was going to say, it's I, more I, about I it's what the family says, the mom or the yeah. mother-in-law's decision of two. I've had a few friends that their yeah. weddings were based on yeah. what the in-laws Exactly. Wanted. And then, you know, it just started to get hectic and stressful. And I was like, you know what? I don't care. At the end of the day, I just wanted to be with, with my husband. Mm. You know, we wanted to get married and start our life together. I didn't even pick my wedding dress, by the way. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It's funny how you're like... <laughs> Wedding planner extraordinaire, but when but it came your to your wedding, wedding, you did absolutely yeah. nothing. No, nothing. And that's just how it was, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's 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 a bit of a modern thing for the bride now right. to pick her own. Yeah, kind of, especially or in have this a region. character. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And you know, again, you know, like a lot of people tell me, like, how did you know? I'm like, actually, I didn't know. Mm. It took for my husband to tell me, look at your strengths, look at what you're good at. This is what you should be doing. Yeah. And it kind of that's where it started from. I was like, huh. You know, and it's true that I was passionate about all these things, but it never occurred to me that I could do that for a, a living. living. That could be my career. But does that go back to our region? The yes. idea of wedding planning as a business. Of course. Artist as a business, you know, musician Designer as a business. As a business. Yeah. It's all like, like none fluffy. of this. No, exactly. And I think, you know, especially for my generation, mm. you had to be either a doctor or engineer or business school yeah. was a big thing yeah. for, for my generation. So how was it like once you decided that this is what you want to do, how was it with your parents? Because, you know, I know you're quite close with your family. So how yeah. was it? How did they take it? Did they think, especially well, my, coming from... Uh, my father to this day doesn't want to acknowledge that. <laughs> oh, he's still in <laughs> denial. He's still in it's denial. It's okay. My dad doesn't even understand yeah, what exactly. I do. So. And it's like, for my father, you left a career in banking mm. to do this? And yeah. it's it was, it was very difficult. And it actually took him quite a long time to understand why I'm doing this mm. and what's the point. And I think it took me forcing him to see one of my weddings. And incidentally, it was it was a family uh, friend's, um, you know, kind of wedding. And he, he had to be invited. He was invited and he had yeah. to attend yeah. it. And I think it was then that there was it kind clicked. of like, it clicked. Like, oh, okay, I see what she's doing here. And mm. okay, she's good at it. Although, he, he'll never admit it. Oh, no. He'll, he'll no, never, no, no. <laughs> he'll never no, say, no. oh my God, my, my daughter is this amazing wedding planner. But I think that, that that's why we're always trying so hard to please everyone. Because exactly. it was so difficult to please our family. Absolutely. Especially our, our yeah. Middle yeah. Eastern fathers. As much as they love us, and we know they do, it's just... Listen, I mean, this is one of the things, and it's it's I think it is... Um, inherent like especially with fathers as you mm. said like i would hear from people that say oh your father is so proud of you oh my god same your father like talks and raves about what i'm like really <laughs> he does that's because, the first i that, hear that's of it the first i hear I'm like hmm because he'll never come and yeah. say it to my face and you know what's funny is that um you know i i, I would show my mother um, you know, like every wedding I do, my mom is so interested to see, mm. you know, like, what did you Aww. do? Like, show me the, you know, my father would like, literally, I'll be like, dad, you want to see? He'll be like, um, okay, I've seen enough. You know, yeah. I just, and I think because, you know, with fathers and daughters, the, the fear of, I'm not going to say them showing, uh, let's say a lot of emotion. It's, there's always that, you know, I have to be strict, you know that mm. there, there needs to be that little barrier barrier yeah and it's not to induce fear but it's kind of so that you don't stray in a way because yeah. they kind of like there is this association with if i'm too soft with my daughter she might stray 
and which is ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous and you know like i look back and i'm like i really wished like i had i was closer mm. to my father or you know i was able to have a more laid back relationship because the relationship was very formal yeah um I think a Has lot of this, people will relate to that. Yeah. yeah. Was the fact that your relationship with your father a bit more formal, has that affected the way you've raised your boys? Actually, um, it's the way I was raised has actually helped me be a better mom to mm. my boys today. And I think a lot of the things that I look back on and think could have been better for, for me and with my relationship with my parents, um, I wanted to make sure that I don't commit those same mistakes with mm. with my with my children um and i think one of the things for me is that you need to yes you are the parent and there are of course lines that should not be crossed but first and foremost your children should feel close enough to never be scared to come to you with anything mm. to always feel that their opinion matters what they like what they, you know, don't like, if they don't want to, even the way, you know, they express themselves or the way they want to dress. My eldest um, is in basically a second year university and he's changed his major three times. Oh my God, that's a huge no-no yeah. in my you, family. Oh my and at no point did I ever, you know, dictate to him, yeah. um, this is what you need to be. I've always been like, figure out what you want to do. Yeah. And I think both my husband and I struggled with that because my husband was went to engineering school um, mm. because his parents wanted him to be an engineer. Oh, yeah, that's the gold standard of an yeah. Arab major. Exactly. Like, Yay, yes. engineer. So he got his engineering degree. He worked as an engineer for a year. Then he was like, you know what? I'm not doing this. Yeah. Went to get his MBA. And, you know, like today he's an electric engineer, by the way, but if something breaks down at home, it's like, Feras, can you fix this? <laughs> He'll be like, call someone. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Feroz works smarter, not harder. Yeah. So that's yeah. a good thing. I like Feroz's yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I always get that. If I had to, I could. Yes. But I don't have to. No, yes. of course. He's not going to admit that he doesn't yes. fix things. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so it's like, all right, another, you know, useless degree. Um, but, you know, so we didn't want to make those mistakes with, with our children. And, you know, my son at the beginning was like, okay, um, do you want to go into communications? And he was like, yeah, maybe. And then six months later, he's like, I'm so miserable. I hate it. What do you want to do? He plays the guitar. He loves music. He's like, I want to go into music. We're like, go into music. That's incredible. Right? That but mean. then he turns around and he's like, I want to go into political science. Wow. And now he's Isn't a political a science major and, he, and he's loving it. And, you know, sometimes you need to allow children to, you know, make their own decisions mm -hmm. and be responsible for, their, for, for them. And I think through this process, you actually begin to understand, you know, what it is that you wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, looking back, I'm like, you know, like I have, um, you know, certain like talents that were, had gone to waste. Yeah. And, you know, my parents didn't see them. Uh, because I would actually, you know, like decorate my room because it was my space. And, mm. and every month I'd go buy paint and repaint and go get wallpaper and reshuffle the furniture. So, you know, if I were my parent, I'd be like, okay, this girl clearly... Is showing promise in some interior. But, but again, interior. in defense of that generation, I feel like, yes... They see it, but they don't really push for it because that's not that's not the what right was done. way to live. Yes. Like and because be you don't earn a living yes. from these kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. I would say um, fields or, uh, you know, like if I would have said, can I be an engineer? That would have been like, yeah, sure. Yeah. But, you know, of course, I didn't want to go into engineering, but I might have gone into interior design, let's say. Yeah. 
However, having said all of this, I absolutely have zero regrets that I went to business school because had I not, I couldn't run my business today. Correct. I actually have the skill set to be able to run my business successfully. I understand the fundamentals of running a business. I understand marketing and accounting, and I understand how to manage. And uh, I think I am grateful that I have that degree because that's very important. At the end of the day, I'm not just a wedding planner. I'm running a business. I'm an entrepreneur. I have to manage people. Um, and also... You know, I think Steve Jobs once said that when you look back at your life, it's you have to connect the dots. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's like you start somewhere and it's by connecting the dots, you realize how you got to where you are today. And I look back and like no regrets whatsoever. I'm so glad this is the path I took. And just don't tell your parents they were right. <laughs> then they'll never let <laughs> you never let it go. Let, let, let me go like, it. see, and, you know, it took me, I was. 33 when I started carousel oh wow so 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 basically what you're saying it doesn't matter it how does old you matter. are it doesn't matter absolutely not what you're doing you yes. just yeah yes and you could be lost and you know dabbling in so many things until you finally get to a point where you're like okay this is really what I want to do and I think life is too short to do something you hate. Mm -hmm. um, it's important to be passionate about what you do because if I wasn't passionate about my field and what I do, um, I wouldn't have lasted a day. Yeah. Because it is it's extremely stressful. It's a lot of work. So that's another thing. I feel like people, especially in Dubai, it's all about, oh, let's start our own business. We can do startup. But it's not easy. No. Right. I mean, no. it's not just being able to say I'm, I, I want to start my business yeah. and here it is. It's a lot of sweat, tears, all of that. So tell us how that was for you. So I think, you know, touching on that point, Zahra, I think that, you know, social media is also partially to blame for that kind mm -hmm. of mindset that people have. And we're all to blame for it because I think what ends up happening is we only show the good stuff. And I think a lot of people yeah. talk about, you know, social media is just a snapshot of your daily life yeah. or what you do. And, you know, you follow me, Zahra, and you see, all you see is beautiful stuff, right? Yes. Oh, look at, you know, they're decorating and it's stunning, flowers stunning. and look at the dress. It's the glamorous side. Of the it. glamorous yeah. side of what we do. So anybody on the outside looking in, seeing what we do as planners and what, you know, oh my God, yes, why wouldn't anyone be, mm. you know, in this field? And it's like, look, they get to do beautiful things and decorate and they attend parties and, so we're showing literally the 5% of what we do mm. because 95% of what I do is honestly, it's like blood, sweat, and tears yeah. and, and, and really blood, sweat, and tears. It's, it's very difficult. It's an extremely stressful field. Um, I mean, you know, Forbes magazine has a, has us up there with the five most stressful jobs in the world yeah. with firefighters and policemen <laughs> and army. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's because it's, it's a girl's most special day. Yeah. So imagine having to deal with all the the demands. And and not only that, it's the responsibility that lies yeah, on your exactly. shoulders. So I am responsible for someone's wedding. Okay. I have one shot to yeah. get it right. Yeah. There's no do-over. So wedding day comes, we make a mistake, something goes wrong. I can't be like, you know what, guys, come back next week. We'll fix it and do it all over again. Yeah. That's it. And I can't have that, 
you know, on my conscience that I actually ruined someone's wedding. Like, I would literally go curl up in a corner and die if I do that. (laughs) Please don't. with her tendency to not want to disappoint you. Exactly. And for me, it's, you know, it becomes an obsession to not only meet their expectation, but to exceed it. And to make sure that they look at that day and be like, you know what, this is even better than what we expected. Mm -hmm. And for them to forever remember me with that day and, and smile. Yeah. I don't want anyone to look back and be like, oh, she ruined our day. I hate her. Oh, you so know? you don't want to know what I think about my wedding and what you did for it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just, just to know, just to let everyone know that my she planned my wedding. And it was beautiful. It was incredible. Oh, it was it so really special. So, so tell me, with, with such a crazy, stressful job, how do you let go? Like, what do you do in your day to really not let it, let that stress and that drama flow into your life with your kids? Because you have three boys and your husband and just you, like mentally. Yeah. So the lines are very blurred with what I do Mm -hmm. because I don't, I I deal with people and I, I deal with people on a very personal level. This is their wedding. This is not a corporate event or, you know, some random, you know, like dinner party. This is a wedding. And a lot of emotions come into play when people are planning their wedding. This is the beginning of a new life for them. Um, This is the the, the beginning of the end of a phase in their life. There are a lot of moving parts. There are a lot of people involved. There's your, your family and his family and extended family. And especially in our part of the world, it's a family affair. Mm. You know, there's always the, the, the random aunt that pops up the day before (laughs) the wedding. Gets to dinner. That random aunt. And starts to ask questions. And it's like, oh, we've been planning this for nine months. Where were you? You know, it's like, have that and exactly and it's 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 a very delicate balance I think um and most of the time I'm also kind of you know like I'm I'm their wedding planner I'm their confidant I'm I'm their therapist um I'm I'm a mediator yes so a lot of times there are problems and issues that arise like and you know a lot of times brides come to me they're like I can't talk to my mother about this or my (laughs) mother-in-law can you please that's a lot of stress that's a lot to take on responsibility Mm. and a lot of responsibility and I think um, you know, having to, I guess, uh, you know, I would say separate my 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 life, my personal life mm-hmm. from my professional life. The lines get really blurred for me at mm-hmm. times. And I'm not going to say that I don't ter- take work home with me because I, I kind of do. And there were many an occasions where my family has to suffer. because of you know all the emotions that I'm having to deal with and I go home and I break down and you know I I have to kind of um you know wallow in in my in my miserable state and you know my family has to put up with that Mm. um I think I find that with women in particular we are unable to 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 separate Mm. You know, men are much better at that than we do. Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize, exactly. So my husband has a rough day at work. He comes back, he walks through the door. He's, he's you know, he's fine. Oh, no, it's I like, dwell on things for like a year after. Oh, yeah, exactly. And you know, That's it's, why I'm so depressed. This is it. And sometimes I also find it hard to depersonalize matters. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, I, I tell my husband everything because he's like my sounding board. And like, you know, he walks me off the ledge many a times. And he always says to me, you know, when I take things personally at times, if, if I get an email from a client that's a little bit, you know, mm. he goes... Uh, you're not the center of people's universe. 
<laughs> he grounds you. That's a good you. thing yeah. to yeah. remember. Yeah. And he's like, it's not always about you. In fact, it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so stop thinking when people are talking to you that you're the person in, in, you know, in question or that it's because of you or for you or, you know, somebody may just be having a bad day. You know, and that that works in everyday life, exactly. not just in yeah. like your industry, exactly. everything. It's with friends, you know, sometimes, you know, a friend might say something in a tone and I would take it personally. So, honey, stop taking the things oh, I say yeah. personally. God. Remember, you are not the center of her universe. You are not <laughs> the center of my universe. Sure, I'm not the center of yours. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there are certain things and, you know, he, he, he also kind of taught me that never respond to an email when you're angry or you're mm. upset. Always sleep on it. Yes. Sleep, write it, put it in drafts, sleep on it, read it again the next morning because guaranteed you'll change it. Yeah. You'll be like, okay, that yeah. was just That's a, bit, a great tip know. to have. That's I think everyone tip, should yeah. take that tip on yeah. board yeah. for yeah. anything they do. A message, never send anything when you're angry. Oh my God. I'm just like breaking my phone responding like oh i'm gonna kill this person no no because you know like nine out of ten times Mm. you will tone it down and you know avoid a massive misunderstanding and you know going back to your question i think we strayed completely (laughs) but how do i um you know deal with all all of this so for the first few years i didn't deal i was working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, no breaks. Mm. Um, and of course, back then I didn't have a team in place. It was really, everything was really me. Yeah. Um, but I think what I did was I just forgot about me completely and work became my life and my clients took over. And I basically got to a point where I burnt out completely. My health started to suffer because I stopped socializing. I stopped seeing friends. I, I stopped working out. I, I, just it was just work and I think up until that point I was just not aware my husband tried Mm. he tried to tell me what you're doing is unhealthy Friday morning if you're not working your emails can wait yeah but it was no I have an email it needs to get answered I get a message it has to get answered no matter what time of day or night or whether it's like it's your weekend your clients understand that your clients also understand that you have a family so if you're not answering their WhatsApp message right this moment, they're not going to be like, oh my God, she's the worst planner on the face yeah. of the... But for me, it was like, no, 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 no. You know, it's, was, it's my obsessive compulsive disorder <laughs> and I am, you yeah. know. And I think at, at one point he gave up because he realized it was, you know... Like, you're just going to do it. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to do it yeah. anyway. And it was starting to become, um, you know, I guess, you know, he didn't want it to become an issue between us that I get upset that he's saying yeah. this to me. So he kind of just left it. And it took me getting really ill. I um, three years ago I got a episode of vertigo. Oh yes. That lasted for a long, long time, and it was one of the most horrific experiences of my life. It was debilitating. It was I'm not. I I think you remember Zahra. Yes, of course. It was it was it very was, tough for me. It was very and, tough. And that was my um, you know alarm bell. Like okay. That was the wake up call. That was the that wake was up my, call, yeah. and that was like you need to start changing things. And I think one of the most important things that I started to do was, is that think of me for a change, you know, Mm. work out, it's the priority. You know, see your friends, go have fun. When you go on summer vacation, go on summer vacation. Yeah. Take a break, the weekends, 
emails can wait. You can answer them later. And I'm not going to say it was easy for me to do, but it kind of, um, you know, I got started slowly, slowly, and I've become a lot better. And, um, you know, just realizing that you you can answer your emails the next day and nothing's going to happen. Nothing catastrophic. It's not the end of the world. It's not, it's not a life or death situation. No, it's not. Yeah. And certain things like working out, eating well, um, you know, having a little time off to see a friend is, is good for you. It makes you, uh, you know, a, a better mother, a better wife, a better friend. And it's at the end of the day, you're, you have a balance in your yeah. life. And I lost that balance for a few years and it was detrimental, basically. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, putting yourself, like taking care of yourself takes care of your business too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, otherwise, like you said, you hit that point that was a bit too late that you had to make a drastic change. And it's a shame that I'm sure a lot of women, especially in our region, go through that where you just keep going until you can't anymore. And, and that's when you realize. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a bit too late. You should have realized this yeah. earlier. Absolutely. So, so then when that all happened and then 2020 happened, you... How did you shift your business? How did you, because I mean, you're already so stressed, your work is so stressful. And then 2020 happened where with weddings and events, it went all quiet. Right. So how did you take that and, and pivot to your business? Like what, what was your mindset around that? So basically when 2020 happened, um, for the first, I would say, you know, two to three weeks, I was in denial over that <laughs> I, it was happening. Yeah. I think we all were. I think we all were. Yeah, yeah we're like, this is yeah. not happening. This yeah. is not happening. And I kept thinking, you know, I even like the day, March 19th was our last day in the office. And basically, you know, I sent everyone to work from home. And I basically said, see you in April. <laughs> see you in April. April yeah. 2021. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, so we'll see you guys in April. And, you know, when the lockdown started, it was like starting to see that, oh my God, no, no this, no, this is, is serious. Real. So the first thing that I did was start to feel sorry for myself. <laughs> and that's never good no. yeah, to no. feel sorry for yourself. No, I laugh is because that's what we do every day, don't we, honey? Yeah. Feel no. sorry for ourselves. Yeah. No. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> no. So you start to feel sorry for yourself. And it started to get out of control because it was, I, was, I was basically spiraling out of control. There were, every day I wake up in the morning, cry for two hours. Oh, no. Okay. Don't want to brush my hair. Don't want to get out of my pajamas. Oh, not brushing your hair is yeah. always a... And Zahra answer. knows me. Uh, yeah. Not brushing my hair. Can I is say, <laughs> her hair looks fabulous. Zainab <laughs> is immaculate. Like, you look at my chip nails, that's like never going to happen with Zainab. So for her to not even brush her hair mm -hmm. is a big deal. Yeah. So um, for me, it just felt like the end of the world because... Yeah. I had, but for a lot of people, it was the end of, of the course. world, right? But, you know, for our industry, we were the hardest yeah. hit. A lot yeah. of industries were still able to carry on and continue. Or sur just survive. Uh, survive, yeah. work from home. What do we work from home? <laughs> home how do we work from home? Yeah. We have no work from Nobody's home. Nobody's feeling super festive during a pandemic. And, no, yeah. and, and we're not allowed. I yeah. mean, it's become illegal. Like, sometimes I'm like, um, it's like we're, you know, like drug lords you know it's yeah. like they're planning a secret event you know? it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like when did we become an illegal industry yeah. it's like living we're on found the edge upon, like it's you guys you guys are the super spreaders yeah. you know and suddenly i went from getting 200 emails a day to nothing 
my phone doesn't even ring. Oh my God. And again, Zahra yeah. would tell you yes. when we're out, how many, you know, like the yeah, messages. She's constantly stop. on her phone. So. And it's like, be careful what you wish for, because there were mm. many a times when I'm like, oh, to not get these emails or, you know, can I just have a day where, and I got, of course, what I wished for. Um, and, you know, I would sit and refresh, oh. like, you know, like emails, anyone, is anyone out there, yeah. you know? And of course, no one's out there. Um, and then again, it took my husband <laughs> to, it was like, I think close to my birthday, which was around mid April, he sat me down one morning and said, okay, this has gone on long enough. Um, you need to basically, uh, stop feeling sorry for yourself. This is not your fault. Number one, this is something that's beyond everyone's control. This is not something that's affecting you alone. Everyone's in it. The whole world's in it. He's like, and when you look back at this time, you need to respect yourself. <laughs> yeah, brush yeah. exactly. <laughs> you need to look back and be proud of how you handled yourself during this crisis. He said, because you're not going to love yourself if you look back and think, you know, I was weak or I was miserable or, you know, he's like, you're allowed to have those days. It's okay. He's like, but you can't keep doing this because mm -hmm. this is just going to get worse and worse and worse. And you're going to have to think what you need to do to pivot into something else or to keep yourself motivated and keep your team motivated um, because this is not going away anytime soon. Mm. And of course, he says that and I cry more. Of course. Yeah. Like, Don't yeah. say that yeah. to yeah. me. Because you know? it's when the husband <laughs> says it, it's real. It's real. Yeah. And because you're know, like, I wake up every day, I'll be like, what? Is it no, over is yet? It over <laughs> yet? Was it all a dream? <laughs> was it all a dream? And once again, it was his idea to pivot into interiors. He's like, you know, it's not far away from what you do anyway. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you love it. You're good in it. You know, it's why don't you just consider you ha you have the you have the infrastructure you have the people you're staging events exactly, exactly. Yeah. Home exactly. so instead yeah. of it being just for one day it's for right. a lifetime kind of and thing and you know it's kind of the same thing i mean with weddings especially in the middle east there there we, we it's it's a form of interiors yeah. as well no, it's transformation super grand yeah, yeah. exactly so that kind of gave me life thinking okay i think i can do that and i was lucky that you know, the minute we launched Carousel Casa, and of course, you know, I started working on the website and mm. the new identity. It's and, just another, that, uh, it's it's something to be excited about exactly. again. Exactly, it's mm. something to be excited about. And it was actually like, we launched Carousel Casa. A week later, I got contacted by one of our previous couples. Oh. I had done their wedding back in 2011. And they were like, we just saw you launched Carousel Casa. We just bought a home. And we don't know where to start. Oh, so, and we know you and you know so us. Nice. You, you know, they're like, we'd love for you to do it. And that project was godsend for me mm. because it, again, gave me purpose and gave and me it, life. And it and gave you, it showed proof that what you're doing yeah, is, you're, the, exactly. the pivot is Absolutely. the right pivot. And of course, you know, there was the element of that and also the element of, you know, financials. Like mm. I, ha I have, I still have I had still got to, bills to pay. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we have we have um, you know rent to pay. I have a team to pay their salaries, and for me, I worked so hard to build my team. The idea of letting them go yeah. was killing okay. me. Especially yeah. with your industry, it's not easy finding the right easy. people. No, and they've yeah. been they've all been with me for a while, and we're a small team, so they all feel like family. And I was mm -hmm. like, I can't. 
I can't abandon them now. That's you not wanting to disappoint people. Yeah, again. and it was like for me, it was just like I want to get out of this with my team intact. Mm. Um, and you know, like I choose now to look back at this and think, you know, this is a silver lining of COVID. Um, Carousel was born from the 2008 recession because when I first started, I was mostly corporate events, mm. and when the recession hit, I had to pivot into weddings. Okay. So and this is your second pivot. This yeah. is my okay. second pivot. So I'd like to think that five years from now, I look back and be like, you know what? COVID was a great thing for, yeah. for me and yeah. my business. I'm not going to look back and think it destroyed me or destroyed mm. my business. And, you know, when they say what doesn't break you only makes you stronger. Yeah. yeah. Um, this and, is proof. And, yeah. and this is proof. Like, I think, you know, at the end of the day, we just have to get up and dust ourselves and, you know, just persevere yeah that's that's great because i know a lot of people have been through a lot and not everyone has has sat down and actually thought about it that way and, yeah. and found that okay certain things you can't control like the pandemic but you can control how you deal with it exactly and finding that pivot absolutely so it's like important. you know you you control how you react to exactly certain, certain circumstances yeah. and i think that's what's important um and and then you know also i think for a lot of people it's um it's fine it's having a purpose it's very important to have a purpose yes. and whatever that purpose is just yeah. find it and and you know stick with it um so, so zainab there's a lot of I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that are entrepreneurs or business owners and this might be a rough time for them too because you know we're still in a pandemic of course. it's not as, as you say it's not over yet so no. we're, we're still here when you wake up in the morning and you have a bad day or you feel like you're having a tough day and, and you just can't do it anymore what do you do to recharge yourself what do you tell yourself what's your kind of mirror speech let's do this other than calling me <laughs> What else do you do? Other than calling Zahra. Other than calling For Zahra. sage advice. Um, I always get up, do my hair, put my makeup on, and wear something nice. Mm. To bring like that, that confidence I like, in. I yes. like that a lot. Yeah. Because once I do that, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for my day. And I can't sit here. And again, feel sorry for myself. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to do something. Because today. you remember what happened when you didn't brush your hair. Yes. So exactly. We're and brushing I did, the hair. And I didn't like myself then. Yes. Because again, you know, you go back to that kind of struggle. Like I am happy by nature. I'm yeah. not a person that like, you know, I don't like turmoil and I don't like conflict and I don't and like negativity. You're not a negative Nancy at all. She's I am like not. A, fresh, a breath of fresh air. Oh, so yeah, makes so, sense. So for me She's to be... She's a <laughs> No, yeah, no, like we're not it. going with that. I, like I don't it. like that. <laughs> so, so for me to to be miserable, like I I, I didn't like myself. Like you know, I I didn't like myself being miserable. Mm. So I think you know, do whatever it needs you need to do to start your day right. You know, but don't just sit there thinking it's gonna go away. You need to do something to make it go away. And for some people, it might be working out, seeing a friend, watching something. But for me, it's always getting up, putting my makeup, doing my hair, wearing something pretty, and liking what I'm seeing in the mirror. Yeah, yeah that's okay. great. And as I think, superficial as that may sound. No, you know, no. but sometimes it's the small steps that yeah. really lead to you being able to face the day. But yes. it's true. When you're having a good hair day, I know that sounds superficial, but when you're having a good hair day, you feel like yeah. you can you conquer the world. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, You feel like, you know, you can stop Look, Hanin is now looking at my hair. And I'm having a good hair day, so. I'm having a good hair day. It looks fabulous. It does. So, okay, well, that's wonderful. I mean, that's exactly what we were hoping to get from your journey is these little tips that would help us. Very inspiring. Yeah, get out of our little rut. I know we've all been there. Uh, Some of us are still struggling, but you've just 
made me realize that there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and yeah. and, and I, it's important to pivot yes for sure Don't get and, stuck. I, and yes. I think if it weren't for the bad days the good days will not be as mm. special I think so as we, bad as the good, bad days feel right now, now it gets better exactly like so for me I'm just you know waiting for the day where this goes away and people get back to celebrating life and I think yeah. when that really happens it's like you know oh my god it was worth yeah. worth what we endure to get to yeah. it although this is like nothing compared to anything but and I, I think we're still very lucky overall like I, I feel like I'm one of the lucky ones still and I'm grateful and I'm thankful for that. Yeah. yeah. Thank no, you that's so much great. for having me. No, of course. And it's <laughs> wonderful to no. hear that someone as success, successful as you, Thank you. Uh, with such amazing, with, with such a big business and being one of the top uh, events planners and wedding planners in Dubai to have gone through this. Because a lot of people think, like you said, it's all sunshine and happiness, but it's it's a struggle. It's not. So we really appreciate your you being candid with us. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you. We, we yeah. really, this was very inspiring. And, thank you. You know, tomorrow I'm definitely going to wake up and take off the sweatpants. Yes. And then yes. Brush my hair. <laughs> yes. So thank you please. for that. I beg you, Hanin, please do that. My hair looks so shiny. <laughs> yeah. Don't hate yes. Thank you yes. so much, Zaino. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you.